Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. So would you say that that's kind of like the lightning bolt moment for you? And that's what I taught myself how to draw, was actually the Little Mermaid, drawing stills of Ariel. I've got better things to do tonight than die. jumped out of his chair and said, who the F is this? I remember walking out of the theater and saying, I'm going to write Halloween I'm rather impressed with your research. Rarely do people ask me about children in the corner. It doesn't have to be perfect, just do it. You know, throw some spaghetti against the wall. This is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. Good morning, and welcome back to Excelsior Journeys. This is George Soroy, and thank you so much for being here. This is a special live streaming episode of Excelsior Journeys, so it's going to sound a little bit different, and it's definitely going to be of a different style than than the show usual, usually is, because... I'm reminded of something that I had sworn to myself that I would never do again, and I failed at that. So I'm going to take you back several years. This was back in, I want to say, about like 2010, beginning of 2010 or so. Cheryl and I had gotten tickets to see Carrie Fisher's Wishful Drinking on Broadway. And we went. It was a blast. It was an amazing show. and. I got to meet Carrie after the show at by the stage door. And she was great. She, you know, she very eagerly signed the playbills that I had. So I had one copy for me, one copy for Cheryl, one copy for my mother. And it was it was a great experience. And I even got to ask her a question about her taking part in the Star Wars commentary tracks that were on the new DVDs that had just come out. So it was a really cool moment for me. But the one thing that I did not do was, by the way, I I didn't say to her, by the way, you're the first person associated with Star Wars. I wanted to say thank you. And I didn't do that. That's the one thing I could have done. I could have just said that, but I didn't say it. And obviously at the end of 2016, I would never have the chance to say that to her. And so I made a point to say to everyone, just, you know, if, if, if someone, if someone if affects your life in a very positive way, mainly if they're a creative person, there's someone that has done something that you truly love and appreciate, then make sure you tell them that, make sure you let them know. And that was something that has led to a big part to me creating this Excelsior Journeys podcast in the first place. So that way I have a platform that I, you know, so that way I can say, by the way, you've done so much for for me. I want to say thank you. And I've been able to run with that opportunity. But, you know, there are people that you kind of take for granted that you think will always be there. And in my case, it was a gentleman by the name of Patrick Hodges, he created a community of young adult authors and we're all indie authors. And when it comes to indie authors, everyone's got to really stick together. And Patrick cultivated this really great community that was so supportive of each other. He was always making sure to not only celebrate the fact that you got, got something out there, but he would read it. He would review it, you know, and, those that's that's something that a lot of people just don't do they'll 
talk a good game. They'll let you, you know, they'll pat you on the back and everything, but then that'll be it. And I know that, you know, like I myself have been guilty of that, you know, quite a bit. And when that's, you know, I mean, it's for, for me, it's just like, I can throw out, you know, like every excuse that I could, but you know, the simple fact is that, you know, like you always want to be there for your, for your peers, for the people that you respect and the people that, you know, that you admire, the people that you love, you want to be there for them. Patrick was always there. It's, you know, with everything that he's, that he was doing, all the different projects and everything like that, he was always there. And he and I have been talking off and on about him coming on the show because he's got a great story to tell. He's someone who created this community. He's someone who is, who is, you know, overseeing the success of so many different indie authors. He's someone who is just getting, you know, and is getting his own work consistently out there. And he's trying different genres, starting off with, you know, regular contemporary young adult and with some amazing themes in there talking about bullying. That was his, his, re, that was his, I guess his hill, you know, really it was, it was all about bullying. You know, that was, that was his thing that he was really focused on laser focused. If you, if you read his book, Joshua's Island, it's, it's all right there. And anyway, I want to keep saying that he was always there, but as of this past Tuesday night, he's not. And at least not in physical form because he did leave us just last week. It was an unexpected thing. It turns out that he had been battling cancer for quite a while. And this was, according to his sister, just a very unexpected moment. And so when I read that, I was just thinking, oh, damn it. Damn it. You know, why couldn't I have made the the scheduling happen to get him on there? He deserved to be on this show. He deserved to have some sort of a platform to know that that what he has done and the things that he has done, that it was worth it. I hope he knows. I hope he knew that. If he didn't, then I, I, I don't know what to say because there were so many people that he was working with and everyone there was so appreciative of everything that he was doing. And, and now... And now he's not here. His time here, you know, is unfortunately, you know, come to an end. And it happens to us all, you know, but at the same time, it was Manuela. Thank you. Manuela just, just, you know, supplied a a beautiful comment just saying he actually is on the show because he inspired you and others so much. And I can't agree more. And that's what I wanted to do here. So, there are going to be some there may be some some dead air as we go as we go with this as in quiet air you know as as i welcome others the opportunity to come on and share their thoughts about patrick i have put the word out to the young adult authors rendezvous page for anyone who has the link to please come up there are nine spots here and I would love at least one of them to be filled because I know that everyone's got their own Patrick stories. And it just so happens 
that one of one of the most active members of the group, a gentleman by the name of Chris Menino, he created a page on the Young Adult Authors Rendezvous that allows for people to share their stories. And so it became something that I felt would would be a perfect means of reading off so that way that way these memories can be shared. The page has kind of gone, I don't want to say silent, but it's definitely gotten a little quiet over the past few months. Everyone's kind of doing their own thing. Everyone is really kind of getting you know, either you know, life. Life just has a way of getting in the way. You know what I mean? And so the plan is to kind of revive the YAAR page. So that way, that way Patrick's legacy really does live on. And one of the things that, uh, that Chris asked for everyone to do was in order to restart the, you know, the, the reactive YAAR group, he, he gave them three questions. He wants to know what you're working on, one goal for the month and one memory of Patrick. And one gentleman, Paul Briggs, he wrote, I'm writing the sequel to Altered Seasons, Monsoon Rise. Fabulous. I, I, I'm, I'm always excited to hear that, that sequels are be, are being written because one of the things that, uh, that, that happens a lot you know, when it comes to getting the, getting these books out is, you know, those series, those continuing characters, those are really, um, those, those are really, really powerful. And they, they have the, they have the, the, there's more potential to get made because Hollywood is always looking for something to turn into a series. And especially these days, now that the, now that the writer strike has happened. So WGA strong, you know, you guys do what you got to do. And his goal for the month is to reach the 100,000 word mark. So that's fantastic. The fact that you've gotten that far, Paul, you know, that's, that's wonderful. Please keep it going. And his memory of Patrick is, is, is pretty, is, you know, is, is pretty vintage Patrick right here. Patrick ordered copies of Locksmith's Closet to sell at a book fair in Arizona and sold them. This was when the cover didn't look as good as it does now. So he was always looking to not just get his own books out there in different fairs, but he would always, always pack the tables with everyone else's books, everyone else's, always wanting to keep the YAAR brand alive. And I hope that everyone here can do that for him as well. Miracle Austin said, said that she is working on a cryptid short story. Her goal is to complete the story and organize a new collection. Just fabulous. And her memory is Patrick was always so excited about the Tucson book fair. I love to see the pictures he captured of the author's books. He sold may he rest in peace. And yeah. And that that's just it. You know, the Tucson Book Fair, like that was his baby. That was what he would always make sure that he had copies of, you know, for everyone. And and he and he, everyone's books would sell. It didn't matter if they were there or not, you know, on location to sign the books or whatever. He would push everyone's books equally. And they would always and everyone's books would always sell. They're always a big seller. Paul Mosier. His 
His current one is turning my attention to the short novel for grownups, The Chimp Who Fell to Earth. Awesome. The goal is to have fun with it. Yes. I mean, that's really, that's what this is all about. If you're not having fun being a writer, because being a writer, the, it's not exactly, you know, like a highway to riches, but you got to have fun doing it. So by all means, please do. And his memory is, I remember the first time I met Patrick at a writer's group then held on Grand Avenue. Last memory was just a couple of weeks ago at Changing Hands Books and Flower Child. In between, I got to help with his prolific output. He loved hugs. <laughs> yeah. He was an affectionate guy. You know, that's one thing that I, you know, like I, I never knew him in person, but he was always a very affectionate person. He was always someone who made sure you knew how much he cared about you. So, you know, if I can keep on going like that, then that's, then that's a goal right there. GD Komarowski. She is currently working on an adult contemporary romance under a pen name and a paranormal romance that she's been publishing weekly episodes on Vela. Fantastic. I personally would love to, you know, to get involved with Kindle Vela, but at the same time, that would involve me, you know, like creating something brand new and anything that's, you know, that's going to be brand new at this point, it's got to go through my agent. So that's in order to, to make that, that happen, it's got to go through there. So currently for myself, no plans for Kindle Vela, but I wish everyone the best of luck with, with getting that out there. Her goal for this month is to finish the contemporary romance and have it ready for a July release. So. Fantastic. I hope, I hope you're able to do it, Genevieve. And she said, my most me- recent memory of Patrick is the beautiful cover of the new book he was working on that he shared with me. He was so excited for the series. I hope one day someone will be able to publish it for them. And uh, Tia McDonald chimed in saying, I hope someone will publish it for him one day as well. He had a whole series planned, but each one could stand on their own. I mean, he's prolific as hell. He really was. And that's something that I am really, you know, really happy, you know, that to see that, you know, like he was never afraid to take chances with his writing. He could have, he could have stayed with, you know, the Joshua's Island universe and just kept that going and just going and going and going and stay there because he definitely had the audience for it. And it even won the, if I'm not mistaken, it did win the reader's favorite award for 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 best book in that genre that year the year that he put it out there he wrote he won several of those of the readers favorite awards i was so proud of him and still am um you know for everything that he went through bethany wicker wrote in that she's starting over with a new novel and probably new pen name patrick is so kind and always checked in no matter how much time has passed between us speaking I remember how he randomly found me and invited me to this group back in 2014. That was probably around the same time that I did as well, that I joined. He helped me become a better writer, and I can't ever thank him enough. He will certainly be missed by so many. It's amazing how one person impacted so many lives. And I mean, that's, that's him right there. That's him in a, in, you know, that's exactly what he was all about. And, you know, he, it, you know, one thing that I failed to mention is that he even went into editing and in order to help more people with more books and just keep it going and, and just keep the, keep the, keep the, the fire going with everything. 
and Ijan, who is who is also a previous guest here on Excelsior Journeys, who has won an in, incredible amount of awards and very and you know deservedly so for all of her for all of her works. And she wrote, I have a new YA called A Walk Between Raindrops coming out next month. I just spoke with Patrick last month about a sensitivity reader for his next book, and I'm gutted at the thought that we're never going to get to read it. And yeah, like that's that's right, it's right there. It's just like the man had more stories to tell. The man had more stories to explore, I want to say. Because the one thing is like he would never just stick with one genre, just like I said. He went into science fiction and hard science fiction. He went into, you know, just so many different, different, different ways of getting his stories out there. And just kind of looking back, I was just like, you know, he really put it out there. He really put himself out there. And I am, you know, I'm, I'm proud of him for doing that. And uh, Tia McDonald also chimed in with Amelie's comment saying that I I beta read Patrick's newest book he was working on. It was really great. And he was so excited about it. He had a whole series planned out. I hate, and I'm so saddened that he's gone and the world will never get to read it. And yeah, like that's, that's something that, that really, you know, it's, it's rough. It's really rough, you know, to, to know that. Cause I know that, you know, like I said, he had more in him. He had more stories to tell and, I'm actually looking up some more, some more work that some more comments that people have put out. And yeah, there was, there, there was so much that people were saying. And, you know, some of, some of us were just very, very gutted, really. Just saying that, you know, Genevieve wished, you know, that, that she would come on here. But she said that, you know, she, would hate to break down on a live stream. And it's just like, I'm, I've been welling up already a few times already on here, Genevieve. So if you by chance, you know, feel like you'd like to come up and, and speak anyone really who, who has this, everyone from the YA authors rendezvous, you guys have the link. I'm going to stay up here until until maybe 1130, maybe 12. I'll just, I'll just keep it open. I'm just going to keep things open here to allow for people to, if they are able to, to join in, then great. If not, then just, you know, post a comment or something and I'll be happy to read it out here. But I did ask Genevieve to send me a little something for me to read out loud. And she did. She she wrote up something and sent it over to me via email. And she wrote, though I never met Patrick in real life, we'd been best friends for around seven years. Back when I first started writing, he invited me to join YAAR, the wonderful community of young adult authors he created. It was from that Facebook group that I met many of my author friends that I'm still close with to this day. He was always so supportive and helpful and read all of my books through my first few years as a newbie author. And I wrote a lot. He even read my Bachelorette-inspired paranormal romance series, which I know he must have internally cringed at. But somehow he got through it and provided meaningful feedback. He was always my biggest cheerleader, and that's what made him so great. His books were filled with heart, just like him. And I definitely have to interject that. Yes, it was all about heart. That's His characters were so 
real, especially, you know, having, having read Joshua's Island and listened to the audiobook. Like it is such a grabber and it really, really got to me because I never dealt with bullying to the extent that Joshua does in, in the story. But, you know, having gone through many years and still dealing with self-esteem issues, imposter syndrome, perfectionism, anxiety, depression, all of that stuff. It's all there. And he tapped into so much of what I remembered feeling when I was a kid and in middle school and having gone to a different state and starting over for, you know, and felt like I was starting over each year for six years when I was, when I was in Richmond, Virginia, but it was, it was a great, it, I don't want to say it was a great experience. In fact, the first four years were pretty lousy, but I was able to get through it. And I'm, I'm grateful that I did not get to experience the sort of bullying that Joshua does in his book, in the book. But it always felt like it was going to happen to me at some point. And it just felt like it, here, here it is just like he just, it, it was, it was all there on display and it grabbed me so much. I just had to keep reading. I had to know how it all ends, how it all comes to pass. And it's, it's a powerful, powerful read. And the, the, the audiobook that was done for it was, done fabulously. I, I was really taken by it. And so he, so his, his book went out there and, and it won awards and I'm glad that it did. I'm so glad that it did. I'm so, I was so happy for him when, when it got the recognition that it deserves. And I hope that, that that will continue to endure even after he's gone. So yeah, that was that was something that really that really grabbed me. And and a big part of it is the characters had so much heart. And you you cheered for them. You wanted them to to get out there. He was always one to personify the underdog. And I know that may sound cliché, but at the same time it's true. Those were his style of stories. It was always like that underdog kind of kind of feel. You wanted them to succeed no matter what. And you know, with, with Joshua's Island, like that was, it was all right there. Any, every bit of hurt that he, in that he went through, that's what, that's what, that's what it felt like that, that it, you felt that hurt. And so continuing on with what Genevieve said, when I heard of his passing, my first thought was about the story he was working on. No boundaries. We'd just spoken about it recently and he was so excited to have finished a draft He'd shown me the cover, and I was sure he'd ask me to read it for him soon. I was really looking forward to it. Like all his stories, it focused on young adults who felt different, excluded somehow. There you go, the underdog. It sounded like it was going to be a beautiful story, poignant and moving, and I only hope that one day readers will have a chance to read it. Before I go on and on, I just wanted to say thank you to Patrick for being such a good friend and creating such a wonderful author community. You will be greatly missed and your legacy will long be remembered. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that says it right there. So thank you. Thank you very much, Genevieve. And Manuela, thank you very much for, for saying this. I did not know him, but my great grandma used to say that if you keep the loved ones alive in your heart, 
and in your thoughts, heart, and memories, they are not gone, just a bit further away, and they wait on the other side. Please send the link for that platform. I absolutely will. Yeah, the it's very it's it's very very simple. It's just look under young adult authors rendezvous and you'll find it very very easily there and i will i'll gladly you know send you an invite manuela and thank you very much for um for everything that you've been saying i it's hard to believe i've known you for just like you know less than a week just because you you were one of the authors who who chimed in with with a wonderful thought with wonderful words after i had signed the contract to for the three book deal with Ronan Weatherford. So thank you. Thank you for your, for, you know, for participating here. I really, really do appreciate that. And, and I hope that I'm looking forward to, to hearing from everyone else as well. This, you know, we, we, we have like about a half hour of time left that I have secured, you know, for the, for this, for this tribute so if anyone else is there, they able to hear it. If you're available to to chime in with comments, by all means, please do. If you want to join me on here, if you have the link, if you're part of the Young Adult Authors Rendezvous, then then do so. You know, click on click on the link and come on up to the stage, and I will be there to to bring you up. And I just, uh, yeah, while, while we wait for that, I'll tell a, a couple of quick stories regarding, regarding Patrick, because he was always really, really excited about, about the Excelsior books. He was really excited about them. He, he, it was apparently like his genre that he really enjoyed. And because the main character, Matthew Peters is very much an underdog. And so he took to that, he took to the story really well. And in fact, he wrote a lovely, lovely review for the first Excelsior book and just remind, said that apparently it reminded him of his childhood so much that he felt the need to add that in his review. And that really got to me because that's exactly what I wanted with this story with Excelsior. I was inspired by so many different things that I watched growing up in the eighties. So the fact that I can take someone back over to the eighties, even though the story itself takes place in the year 2011, he was, he was right back there. He said that he was, he felt that he was right back there watching Saturday morning cartoons and enjoying the sort of stories that were available to him then. And so that, I mean, you can't think of a better, of a better kind of review like that, you know, something that is able to take them back to like that. And then what was really amazing was he read, enjoyed and reviewed from parts unknown and from parts unknown is kind of, is my, my little, my scrappy little underdog of a story, you know, because um, Excelsior definitely has more universal appeal because the, Genre for from parts unknown is very you know it's it's science fiction and sports. There's very little in terms of books and everything about that, but it was it was a lot of fun to write, and I do love it. 
and I and I want to see that book succeed, obviously. And but at the same time, it's gotten very little, very little attention over the years because it's been coming out in so many different iterations. And he basically said that he he read it, he enjoyed it, he put a review on it on Amazon, and he even he even sent me a couple of quick notes about some things that just needed to be tweaked during the, I think it was like parts three, four, and five or so, since the whole thing is one big five-part serial. And so he went out of his way to review that. And I, I really do, really do appreciate that. I really did appreciate that very much. And and I was able to read some of his earlier work as well, some of the early drafts of some of his other work. when When he made the when he made the decision that he was going going to go into science fiction, I have to admit, you know, like it, I thought that he was taking a big risk by going outside of his comfort zone, but it seemed like not taking that risk would be going outside his comfort zone because that's what he always seemed to be doing. Always seemed to be um, wanting to push not only everyone else, but himself. And knowing that, you know, that he could always get better, he could always improve, and he could take risks with his own writing, which is something I think is is truly remarkable and something that needs to be celebrated because he didn't want to leave. It seemed like he just didn't want to leave anything on the table. And even though he left quite a bit on the table with the incomplete work, that he's got out there. Who knows? Maybe in some way, this is him passing that work on to someone else to take and edit and get out there. And maybe that would be the piece of work that would inspire other people. Who knows? But I do know that the one thing I don't want is for his memory to just kind of fade away. I don't want everything that he has worked on to be for naught. And so I hope that his books will find a new life, that they will go further than ever before expected. I hope that his family is able to, you know, take them and push them and keep his name out there. I hope that the young adult authors community is able to 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 take what they've learned from him and continue to push themselves and for them to not leave anything on the table because I feel like you know if, if I if if things were to happen to me there'd be a lot that I'd be leaving on the table a lot of incomplete stuff and a whole lot of regrets because I didn't take those chances because I, because I didn't write the stories that have been kind of coming to mind. But from what I understand, from everything that I've been, from everything that I've known about Patrick, and I can't believe that it's been almost 10 years, really, that I've known him, but it's been, it's been an amazing experience getting to know him. And I have to give a big shout out to my friend, Debbie Mamber Kupfer, for inviting me into the Young Adult Authors Rendezvous in the first place to Rebecca Jaycox for bringing me in there as well. 
to very, you know, very close friends, to fellow writers. And, you know, we've all been through a lot together in terms of our writing, in terms of what we have done with our publishing lives. And I'm just so proud of them because both of them have continued to push themselves and support each other and support other authors with their enthusiasm and not just cheer other authors on, but continue to create things that they can be cheering on for. And that's right. That's, that's living his legacy right there. So I feel like I, I just don't have anything else to say about him. Like I said, you know, like he and I had been communicating with each other off and on over the years. Lately, it, it was more off than on, but at the same time, you know, I always respected him, always liked him as a person. And I always wanted nothing but the best for him. I was always happy to see him getting the awards that it felt to me like he was really, that was really what, what got him was the validation of being told basically through these awards that his writing is worth it. And he definitely got that from reader's favorite and he definitely got that from his whole community. And so I can't think of anything else to really, to really say about the man. I just, I just really just want to say thank you to him. I want to say thank you because he opened up, he opened up a really great community of people for each other. He supplied support he supplied his enthusiasm. He provided his skills in writing and his experience. What he did was he really created his own island with YAAR, with the Young Adult Authors Rendezvous. He created his own island, which is funny that, you know, that's uh, the work that he's really like best known for, for Joshua's Island. That's really what it what it is. It's it was this kid who was so who was always bullied, who was always made to feel less than than what he should be. And so instead of just sulking away and letting himself get beaten up and feeling sorry for himself, he basically said that he was going to offer a haven for anyone else who has felt that way to just kind of go ne- go a- out of the way on on the playground and just sit down with him and talk and support that other person or other people and create a community that way that's basically what he did with with Joshua's Island and what he did with the young adult authors rendezvous because we authors You know, we can be very, it's very easy for us to be down on ourselves. It's very easy for us to say that, you know, that the work that we're doing is not good, that we should just give up. There's no reason why we should keep going forward just because, just because we want to be writers and that doesn't mean that we should be, you know, it's, it's a sort of feeling that, you know, that we always get. And it's not just from the outside world. A lot of the times it's from ourselves. And 
one thing that I've learned over the years, especially the past couple of years, is that at some point you have to stop listening to those darker voices within yourself. And you have to think maybe the people that have been cheering me on know what they're talking about, especially if they read your work and provide the means to improve it where needed, but would never denigrate, would never say that that the work you're doing is no good or that maybe you should try, you, maybe you should just give up on that. There was never, never any negativity through that community at all. And that really was the safe haven, the island, if you will, that so many authors need. And he provided that. He realized that, you know, that this was something that, that needed to be, that needed to go out there. And that wound up being something really great. My dogs agree. <laughs> you can probably hear them right now, but you know, they, there's, there's so much that I can say about the man, you know, like in just the, the brief period of time that, you know, that I've known him, the brief period that we have, that we communicated, there was always a good solid connection. Just a good guy and someone who that deserves to be recognized as a good person. That's really like more than anything, just a, just a, just a straight up good person. And I am, I'm proud of him. Everything he's done for everything that he did and for knowing that the work that he's done in the past, it will endure. And that's one thing that we authors really kind of strive for. We want to write something that when, when our time is called, that we, that it just won't disappear along with us, that eventually, you know, those works will fade away. But what we want is something that will always be there, something that will, will basically immortalize us. And he definitely did that. And he did that through more than just his books. He did it through the community that he created because there are already people that are in that community that are saying, we need to keep this going. That's what Chris Menino had said. Immediately, his thought was, we need to keep this going. And everyone is really kind of coming up with their own, with their own things, with their own thoughts about how they can honor him and what he would want us to do. And in fact, just a couple of minutes ago, Angela Caldwell just chimed in to the to that post on the YAAR page. And she wrote saying what she's currently working on, said that I was working on my line edit to release a sequel of The Last Order on Patreon. Patrick was going to be my editor on this and a few more projects. And when it comes to a goal, she said, I don't know. This is a hard hit. Patrick was pretty much my closer. And I don't know how to meet my goals at the moment. And that's, yeah, it's, this is, this is a very, this is is an an open wound that we're, that we're all going to be dealing with for a while. 
And then she wrote, Patrick Hodges was extremely encouraging to everyone. I remember him taking photos of people's books being sold at events from all over the world. It just made me smile, his kind heart and all he did for others. And yeah, that's, that's it right there. I mean, like that's, he always wanted to make sure that everyone knew that he had their backs. And that's something that I definitely appreciate. And again, I just feel like, you know, there were very, you know, it's something like that. You know, it, it's, it can be very easy to take for granted. And I just hope that I never experience that again, that I don't take that for granted again, because I feel like, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, like I had always just seemed like, you know, he was going to always be there. But there were things that he was working on that he was dealing with that he he didn't want to share with us. And he didn't want that sort of pity party. He didn't want to have anyone look at him differently or anything. It was just, you know, I'm creating this community. You know, like I'm going to support all of you guys. And this is what's going on right now in my world of writing. And that was pretty much all that he would let up, let us know about, you know, in terms of his writing, you know, but at the same time, he would always be there for everyone else. He was a really good sounding board for everyone else. And, you know, it's, he's someone that, uh, yeah, he really should have been on this show. And I'm still, I'm going to continue to kick myself for not having him on. You know, it just seemed like there was always like something going on w- with him. He was always working on one thing after another. And it was always just the feeling of, well, maybe we'll promote this or maybe we'll promote this. Maybe we'll promote this. And, you know, coming up with different ideas of what to talk about. And those, all that just did not come to pass. I'm going to miss him. I'm really going to miss him. He's just a good person. And at the end of the day, that's really, if you can, you know, you can say that, you know, like he's a good writer, good community organizer, you know, but if you're a good person, that's, that's something else entirely. And you just want him to succeed. And that's really, you know, what, what this feel, what this felt like, you know, we just you know, he's someone that you just want him to succeed. You want him to, to, you want him to, to do very well you know, for himself. And he did. And he did. There was all, he, he was, I don't know, you know, like I, I wouldn't be able to go into details or anything of, over how much he was able to make through his writing. But I do know that, you know, he it was able to sustain him in some way. I don't know about full-time. I seriously doubt it. But, you know, within the authors, it's very hard to do that. But, you know, he didn't really focus on that. It was always just getting one work done, getting one piece out there and everything, and then moving on to the next one. But at the same time, always keeping an ear open for everyone else, Any anyone with issues, with anyone with problems, anyone with questions regarding their own writing, whatever. He was always there with encouragement, with some sort of an answer and wanting you to succeed. 
So he was an amazing cheerleader for everyone. And I just hope that his legacy lives on in that sense. He's just a good, you know, like I said, just a good person. And he's someone that we in the young adult authors rendezvous community, we we're lucky to have him. We we're very, very fortunate to have him in our lives. And the great thing is, is that he'll still be there because he inspired so many people. He motivated so many people and he is going to continue on with that. His work will, will never be done. You know, his part, his own part, what he has done, that part of it may be finished. You know, he has, he has moved on to, to a greater plane, but his lessons will still be here. His work will still be here. And that will continue to inspire and motivate and celebrate. And that will continue on, that will endure. And that, I believe, will truly be his legacy. His own work, absolutely. It will definitely continue on. And I hope that more readers get get to know him through his work and want to continue to know him. And they have all these different options to go by. There are, there are things that are out in audio that you can read, that you can listen to. But at the end of the day, you know, like it's, it really comes down to how he treated other authors, how he worked with them, how he pushed them. And Everything that he was doing, you know, it was all, it was all meant for a greater purpose to help authors be better than what they were, to help them improve, to push them to want to do better. And that will continue on, you know, for years to come. I, Really look forward to seeing the, the young adult authors rendezvous community pick up the torch for him, for the, that, for that group, for that page and, and continue to push each other, continue to inspire each other. You know, I'm, I'm guilty of not being on there very often, especially in, in the past few months, but I want to be there more now. And if there's anything that I can do to help out, I would love to do so. And I just really can't think of anything else to say, but I want to thank everyone who sent in a little something and provided that, that additional piece of material that I could at least read out loud here. Patrick, we miss you. And thank you for everything that you did. And for everything you're going to continue to do, like I said, you yourself, your work is done. You can rest knowing that that torch that you, that you handed off, it's going to stay lit and it's going to continue on 
for however long we can carry it. And so I just wish you Godspeed. I say thank you for everything, for everything you've said, everything you've done, everything that you've provided for the community that you, you created, for the work that you put out there and the work you helped other people put out there. It will endure. We will not forget you. We love you. And we can't really think of any other way to really honor you, but to keep your message going, keep your spirit going, and keep on inspiring others the way you have inspired so many others as well. So, so for Patrick Hodges, who I really, really wish you could have been on this show, but this is the best I can do right now. So for Patrick Hodges, this is George Saroy saying to all of you, Ever Upward. And I will see you next week. Thank you. And thank you, Patrick. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com slash podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com. <laughs>